here's the reality. Life demands different things from us at different stages of our lives. And many times that may involve reconsidering what our career options are. Simply because the demands of where we are at in our personal lives may not be well served by the demands on us professionally. In today's episode, we will chat with the former nurse, now CEO coach, as she shares some insights on how and why she transitioned out of clinical practice into a work-from-home business support role. Are you a healthcare professional who desires a change but feels overwhelmed at the thoughts of having to navigate a new career path? Do you find yourself at a point of transition but feel stuck because you simply don't know how to package and present your skills and experience or what career development steps may be needed for you to pivot your career or land that new professional role? Hi, I'm Dr. Diane, career strategist healthcare leadership coach and boundary-breaking champion. And I'm here to remove the overwhelm and simplify the process so you can pivot, grow and scale your career and find the fulfillment you're looking for. So do you want to glean some incredibly valuable insights in successfully navigating career change? Then pull up a chair and take the next few minutes out for some well-deserved R&R and let's chat about how to take your career to the next level. Today I'm privileged to share with you the real-life career journey of Donna Dubay from nurse to CEO coach. Donna trained at McMaster University in Canada, later becoming a nurse manager and then a medical writer before transitioning into the business world. Donna, it's wonderful to have you with us on Life Beyond Clinical Practice today and thank you for agreeing to share your story. Thank you, Dr. Diane. I'm so happy to be here. That's wonderful, Donna. Um, so tell us, how did it all start? And how did you eventually transition out of a clinical career into business coaching? Yeah, sure. I better keep it the short version for your listeners. Sure. Actually get through it all, right? <laughs> I'm sure like many of your listeners, our past to where we are now is not straight and narrow. It's very curvy and windy. And mine certainly was as well. But um, coming out of high school, I knew I really wanted to be in healthcare. I wanted to serve. I wanted to help people. And so nursing was where I landed, did my degree, and then really fell in love with the ICU space. And so worked in that field for quite a number of years. Um, really enjoyed taking care of the patients, enjoyed working with the families from that perspective. The thing I found most difficult, of course, was the night shifts once I started mm. my family. And so trying to, you know, juggle that with my husband and, and be home for the kids when they were little was tricky. And so I switched from ICU nursing into program management and that was still within the hospital. So there I was managing an outpatient clinic that was for um, congestive heart failure patients. And so that was easier on the lifestyle because it was, right. you know, an eight to four, nine to five type of type of physician. So um, did that for a number of years as well. Again, really enjoyed it. And then as my kids got older, my husband and I decided to homeschool them. So yeah, so I left um, the nursing managing to focus on raising my children and their education. 
And so then as they got older, of course, my role within their uh, lives and within their their education changed to more of advisor and counselor rather than (laughs) doing every lesson every day. Um, And so again, I was looking for wanting to get back into the workspace, not really sure how that was going to go because my kids still were homeschooling at the time. And so that's when I moved into doing some medical writing because it was something I could do when I had the time and um, editing and writing. And so that worked for a number of years as well. And then with the addition of more communication tools that could pick up our voices and more AI and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. that job was sort of weaning out as time went on. Um, and so I, I was sort of looking and, and, you know, asking God, what's next for me in my path, in my journey? Um, my kids had finished homeschooling at that time. And so it was really a lot of reflection and a lot of quiet time and a lot of looking at where am I supposed to go? And to be honest with you, it was an uncomfortable spot to be in. I didn't like it. Most of us want answers today, right? Yesterday was already (laughs) too late, but really sitting in it and being able to say, okay, where are my skills and taking the time to actually look at what skills do I have and how could those transfer to something else outside of healthcare at the time? Um, And so, yeah, that's why I ended up landing on working in the online space. I really did want to still work from home. And Mm -hmm. so that was an advantage to be able to have that opportunity. So I came into the online space looking at project management. You know, I don't want to make the patient seem like they're just a project, but in a way, they are. The ICU managing the different things that were happening to them, their vitals, the medications, this and that. Very similar skills, right? Being organized, being on top of things, looking for different um, avenues where things could go away or something might go off um, and being on top of those things. And so I use those skills to then move into project management and work with established business owners in the online space. And again, from there, I grew because what I found was that many of them on the outside had a big, beautiful business, but behind the scenes, they were drowning. The leaders were drowning, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so they were struggling in a lot of areas. And so I wanted to be able to work deeper with them and dive deeper with them into you know, what were those struggles? And a lot of it came down to what I like to call the back end of the house. So their operations inside of their business needed some, some help. So they had grown their business to a certain level, but then it got stagnant and they couldn't go further because they didn't have those systems and those processes in the back end. So that's sort of where I've landed now, (laughs) but that's uh, a little bit of my journey. I love your story, Donna. And I know that many of the female listeners will resonates with it and the challenge we as female professionals face when balancing our personal and career responsibilities. And sometimes that means having to make changes that better align with where we are at in a particular phase of life, particularly the phase when we are raising our kids and giving time to those personal responsibilities and ensuring that we don't neglect what is an equally important role, and that's to be a wife, a mother, or the other titles that you may have outside of your professional title. But I love what you said in terms of taking the time to reflect. Many people shy away from going through this reflective exercise because in reality, it is hard work. 
but it's important to take the time to evaluate what's working, what's not working, why is it not working, so that we can make informed choices about the next best step. But as you said, it's important to take the time to identify our transferable skills, which will point us to different roles outside of clinical care that we could pivot into as and when life demands it. The thing I loved most about what you shared was that you started out on a career in healthcare because you wanted to help people. And while you're not in healthcare anymore, you certainly are still helping people, albeit in the business world, but helping them put systems and processes in place so that their businesses function efficiently. You know, you know, bring up a good point is that as women, we have to be real <laughs> and honest with ourselves, the stage of life we're in, right? My kids now are, you know, in, in university, my demands in terms of them are very different from when they were toddlers. I could mm -hmm. never have done the business I'm doing now when my kids were toddlers. So we have to be honest with ourselves where we are in our stage of business and or life and find something that fits with that. Right. So I think originally I was stuck on the fact that I'm a nurse. And so here mm. in Canada, our healthcare system is, um, you know, covered by government support program. And so to be a nurse in Canada is falls under that. It's usually unionized. There's not a private sector to it. There's right. not, you can work from home and do this on your own. At first I felt doomed because I'm like, okay, this is what I've trained to do. I've spent money doing this. I enjoy doing it and I can't. And I don't see a way to live where I live and be able to do that. Um, and so that I wrestled with for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I heard about um, a colleague who was doing some online work, not in project management, but some online work. And I was like, hmm. the online work seemed enticing to me. But again, I was stuck with, but I can't do that in healthcare. Right. So kind of this one model, there's just this one way to be a nurse, right? Yes, yes. And I really felt God was pushing me to say, you've got to think outside the box. Wow. Right? You've got to open that box and look beyond just this mm -hmm. healthcare sector that you're in. Uh, okay, but how? And so then I was like, all right, that's when I need to start reflecting and mapping out what skills do I have? Because if I'm going to put myself out there in a totally different field, I don't have previous experience in that field. Right. So I have to be able to draw on my skills from the healthcare field. So what are those? What things do I have that would be attractive in another scenario? Um, and so again, it took time. Like this was a good six months or more process, wow. right? It was mm -hmm. certainly not overnight. And some of it might have been my stubbornness. Mm -hmm. um, and so yes, being able to sort of map out skills that I had, I asked some family, I asked some friends, what skills do you think I have as personality? What are my yes. natural tendencies, mm -hmm. right? They sometimes see things that I didn't see. And especially because some of your talents, you just take for granted. We assume that everyone can do what we can do, but that's not true because we're all made differently, right? Yeah. And so being able to sort of tap into my network and say, okay, tell me what skills you think I have that I could then, you know, use as transfer. So I added those to the list. Um, and then 
again, just really reflecting on, okay, what is this and how would I fit in the online space? And then it was a little bit of Googling, to be honest with you. Okay, in the online space, what opportunities are available? What does that look like? I'd never been an independent contractor before. So all of that was new for me in terms of, well, you set your rate, you set your hours, you set your this, you invoice, you know. Um, and so all of that, again, I had to take some time to explore because that was not something I had ever envisioned wow. happening in my life. Well, kudos to you for being brave enough to venture into unfamiliar territory. And now you are the host of the CEO Amplify podcast and reaching an audience much broader than the one you initially intended on, I'm sure. Uh, so just drawing from that, can you perhaps share with the listeners, why do you think it's important for us to build purpose-centered careers or to align our professional goals and roles with our natural skills, giftings, and talents? Mm, yes. I feel it's so important because the truth of the matter is whether you're working for corporate, you're owning your own business, whatever you're doing, it takes up a lot of your time. Right. Right? And it's mm -hmm. a lot of time. And so I, I strongly believe that our passions and the things we really enjoy should be tied into our work. One, because it makes that time much more enjoyable. But also, why not share what we have and what we've been given with others through that work and be able to benefit, you know, from a profit perspective as right. well. So I, I really do think they, they need to line up. When they don't line up, that's when we hear stories of it's Monday morning, right? I don't dread the Monday morning. I don't wait for the Friday afternoon, right? <laughs> I think I did an episode on professional discontent and you've hit the nail on the head. When our careers are not aligned with our natural interests or areas of strength, or we are not situated in places or spaces where we utilize the best of ourselves, then we, then we will not find professional fulfillment. That's when career discontent creeps in. And work then simply becomes a paycheck. It's just a job. It's no longer a career. And that's so rife in healthcare, unfortunately. But it doesn't have to be. Everyone wants to enjoy the work they do and feel valuable and valued. And the reality is we are all wired differently. So our challenge is how do we position ourselves in a place of alignment with our interests skills and talents, the things we are naturally good at, whether you are creative and analytical like yourself, Donna, working with systems and processes, but finding that ideal fit so that we don't reach the place of professional discontent. You know, it's something that I work even with my clients on who are running a business, but still they need to find their zone of genius within all the things that have to be done in their business right? Because when we find that and we can spend time on it every week, it brings that fulfillment that you're talking about. So yes, you still may have to wash the dishes, which you don't really enjoy. But when you have something you do enjoy, that balances it out. Oh, I love that zone of genius. I'm definitely going to write that down in my journal. And yeah, and keep it top of mind, because it's true. If you have 
something in your work that energizes you and inspires you, even if it's just 20% of your workday, but it sustains you through the mundane and allows you to still maintain some, some sense of happiness and contentment in your work. So what advice would you give to others who are perhaps, you know, searching for their thing or in a place of discontent um, and want to shift their careers in a different direction? I think a couple of things. One is believe that it's possible. If that's the next path God has for you, believe that it's possible, even Mm -hmm. if you can't see what that looks like, right? And the second thing is really take that time. They take that time to reflect and think outside the box and let it be for a little bit. Don't rush, but really taking that time to reflect, asking others and, you know, hearing what God is is saying to you, but know that it's a process and and you'll get to the other end of that, but uh, it's going to take some time. Well, that's a perfect point on which to end our interview today. And I'd like to say thank you so much to you, Donna, for sharing your story and inspiring others that change is possible, but that we ought to take the time to really reflect, introspect, so that we can make purposeful career change at every stage of life and still find fulfillment. So if you want to hear more from Donna, why not listen to her podcast, CEO Amplify? And if you are a business owner or someone you know is, I'm sure her insights will help you to streamline your processes and take the stress out of being the CEO of your own business. Great. Thank you again. That's a wrap for today. But before we sign out, I would love it if you shared this episode with a friend who can also benefit from the resources and insights shared to help them grow and scale their careers. And finally, would you be so kind as to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review for the show? I'd love to hear how this content is helping you on your career development journey. So meet me back here again on Monday for another episode of Life Beyond Clinical Practice. Goodbye.